You know what's crazy? I'll tell you what's crazy. Teenage drivers learning to drive. My 15-year-old daughter, she got her driving permit. She got one question wrong on the written test. I was so proud of her. One question wrong. She's a genius. Or is she? Here's what I came to quickly learn. Writing and driving, it ain't the same. All I can say is watch out, citizens of Earth. You know what I mean, right? Remember when you started driving? Remember the excitement, the power, the freedom. Remember how your mom and dad cringed? Remember how they barked like a wounded sea lion when you came upon the stop sign still accelerating? Remember how they made you nervous, like a drug dealer standing in the lobby of the police station? Well, this is one of those life moments. My daughter is now behind the wheel, and she's excited. It's the kind of enthusiasm you feel when you find a $20 bill in an old pair of pants. So I stop the car on the side of the road in our subdivision. I look at this effusive 15-year-old and say, You drive. The 15-year-old girl jumps into the driver's seat. She's like a field cat pouncing on a rodent. How do I move the seat, she asks. Where's the rearview mirror control? How do I put on a blinker? Uh-oh, too late. The frenetic energy in her words is matched only by the anxious twitch in her right foot. Okay, take it easy, I say, with all the calm of a guy putting the pin back into a hand grenade. The inexperienced driver puts the monster SUV into gear and... Vroom! Eight cylinders, a finely tuned Nissan automobile, jerk forward like a rocket sled of death. Our heads are momentarily pushed against the seat back. There's a barrage of G-forces that pull back the flesh on our faces. The little dashboard Jesus bends at the knees. Then, like a rubber band-assisted javelin, Jesus launches Halo first into the rear hatch. I'm suddenly scared, not only about crashing, but getting stuck in the eye from a javelin Jesus. Hey, Mario, slow the F down, I yell pulling my testicles out of my back pocket. The road in the subdivision is straight and long and generally free of other vehicles. The 15-year-old is neither an American or British motorist at this point, as she seems to roar right down the center of the road. Despite yelling slow down, the SUV, it's still accelerating. My heart is pounding like Keith Moon savaging the drums. Speed limit's 35 miles per hour, I say sternly trying not to sound like the fire alarm of panic that's raging inside my skull. Thinking back on it, the speed is excessive, but at least the road is wide, and thank God it's empty. It's not like there's a school bus out there or ducks waddling across the blacktop. Thank God there's no church kids selling fake magazine subscriptions. As I reload my next scream, I think to myself, has this child ever driven anything in her life? It's a good question for a dad to ask. Don't you think? She got one question wrong on her driving exam. I don't know why I'm thinking about that now. And of course, that's fine and dandy. But now it's become centrifugal force, meets lateral acceleration, meets a dad's pulsing ulcer. Slow down, I yell. This time my words slam into her ears. I watch her foot slowly rise off the accelerator. It moves ever so slightly towards the brake. It's like I'm watching an NFL referee who's watching a slow-motion replay to see if the receiver's second toe tapped inside the white line for a catch. It's nauseatingly slow as her foot slides over to the brake. Yet this $45,000 automobile appears to still be accelerating. 
I look at the girl. She has a death grip on the wheel. Her eyes are transfixed on the road ahead. She's a demon. She's a zombie, I'm afraid. Is this what vapor lock looks like, I think to myself? Slow down, I yell again, pondering how am I going to stop this 3,000-pound rolling coffin. The teenager is white knuckles on the steering wheel. She's driving through a wormhole that only she can see. There is no answer, no apparent signs of life from the girl. It's as if her brain has been taken over by telepathic demons that command her to drive faster toward the intersection. Stop! Slow down! Can you hear me? I am screaming now. We are still accelerating. This is bad, I think. For some reason, she does not hear me. Like Japanese animation. Do my lips not match my words? Break! I yell. I prepare to grab the wheel as we get dangerously close to the stop sign and the rapidly approaching intersection. Oh man, this is going to be so bad, I think. With all the theatrics of William Shatner asking the engine room for more warp power. I'm giving it all I've got, Captain! I yell again. Break! This time the words enter the girl's ears. The word break slaps her awake. With a somewhat surprised look on her face, the young driver lowers her foot onto the brake pedal. The metallic beast decelerates rapidly. The G-force is now in reverse as our heads are now thrown forward. Suddenly, Dashboard Jesus comes rifling back. The Messiah's halo strikes the inside of the windshield with a thump. The car doesn't quite skid, but it definitely rolls aggressively through the stop sign, now into the intersection. The moment is dramatic. Big car, lots of speed. It blasts into the intersection. I brace for impact. If my head could rotate on my shoulders and spit pea soup, the inside of the car would be a scene out of The Exorcist. I open my eyes. Nothing. No cars, no pedestrians. Dashboard Jesus was apparently smiling down upon us. I hear a lot of Nissan eight-cylinder engines still vrooming through. Suddenly, a new dilemma. We've slowed, but we're not stopping, and we're heading toward the eight-inch high curb on the other side of the intersection. Beyond the curb is a sidewalk. Beyond the sidewalk is a front yard and a swing set. I pray there's no one playing. This could still go very, very bad, I think. The girl is grabbing the steering wheel like a drunk clutches a bottle of Boone's Farm wine. Stop! I growl. Stop, stop, stop! The massive, electronically controlled mastodon of an SUV comes to a halt. If this was a scene from Thelma and Louise, there'd be smoke and dust and police choppers hovering overhead. Thankfully, there is none of that. Just some wide eyes and rushed breathing. Even Dashboard Jesus is doing a whiskey shot. I'm definitely frazzled, as another car is now at the stop sign trying to turn into the intersection. Our SUV is three-quarters of the way into that intersection. We're pointing right at this eight-inch high curb. The other driver's got to be thinking that drunk teenager in the SUV is having a seizure or trying to run over squirrels. Whatever. Crank the wheel all the way to the right, I scream, and just tap the gas. You hear me? Tap the gas. That's what I said but it's not how it entered the girl's ears. The engine bucks to life. Vroom! The teenager's depth perception between tap and stomp is a few inches off. The car lurches forward, fighting itself since the wheel is cranked completely to the right. If this was a movie involving dragons and castles, this SUV would be a monster expelling fire from the radiator. The lights would be blinking bright red, and smoke would be swirling out of the engine compartment. Easy, easy, I shout, 
like words actually mean anything at this point. The car powers through the 180-degree turn. Thank God the road is straight and empty. Straighten it out, straighten it out, I holler. Dashboard Jesus seconds that motion with a sympathetic eye roll. The teen's hands are locked onto the steering wheel. Straighten it out. Easy, easy, I say, my hands hovering over her white knuckles. The teen allows the beast to correct its course. There's a moment of relief. No one is dead. Nothing has been destroyed. Police have witnessed nothing. Now don't hit any mailboxes, I yell. Then I remember my own moment learning to drive. I was going back and forth in the driveway, preparing for my big road adventure. But, like my daughter, I mixed up the clutch and the brake and the gas, and the next thing I knew... I was wedged into the stucco wall that attached to the garage. And you know what? My dad was cool. So I should be cool too. So I ease back my angst as we navigate the neighborhood and we head back to the house. She's actually doing a little bit better. Maybe she's getting the hang of this, I think to myself. Should I put it in the garage, she asks. I pause. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, eventually she's going to have to do that, right? Yeah, why not, I respond. She drives the Mastodon into the narrow confines of the garage. All the space begins to evaporate. The light begins to dim. It's like shoving a swollen foot into a tight surgical sock. The idea is to coast slowly into the garage till the windshield hits a decorated egg carton caterpillar. It's hanging from the ceiling. The kindergarten project on a wire tells the driver that the rear of the vehicle is safely inside the garage and you can put the Mastodon in park. The problem is, if you go too far, and trust me, the front end of this vehicle is longer than a scene from a Quentin Tarantino film, then you're staring at the outside refrigerator against the rear wall. There's only a few inches to spare, hence the caterpillar. Get on the brake, I yell. Aim for the caterpillar, I remind. Let it kiss the glass. Now brake, brake. Sadly, the foot is slow, the braking weak. I watch as the caterpillar rolls up the windshield and the light from the garage turns black. Bam! Suddenly, we're six inches too deep. We've collided with the refrigerator. Oh my God, I think to myself. Just put it in park, I say, hoping to get out and assess the damage. Instead of park, the young driver puts it in reverse. Suddenly, the powerful engine jerks backward. I hear a snap. Brake! I holler. She stops. I grab the stick shift and slam it into park. She's dazed and confused. She's hanging over the wheel. I'm livid. I jump out. I see the fridge door has been completely ripped off the icebox. It's hanging on the front hook of the big Nissan Armada. The refrigerator light is on. I see mustard and ketchup splattered across the floor. It looks like a condiment crime scene. Last night's spaghetti dinner is scattered across the power tools on the rear wall. I'm jittery. My mind is racing. I check for more damage. Meanwhile, the girl climbs out. She stares at the fridge door hanging on the SUV's hook. As I grab the insurance information from the glove box, wondering if a refrigerator wreck is covered in my policy, she says, well, that didn't go very well, did it? I want to yell. I want to throw something. Then I remember my dad and that wall, and he was calm and understanding. I shake my head quietly. In my head, I say the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. When can I drive again? She interrupts. The hairs on the back of my neck stand up. 
I'm a metal fork in a microwave set on high. I begin searching my pocket for antacid that I know is not there. Go inside, please, I say calmly. She smiles as if this was a good first drive. Somewhere, Dashboard Jesus is wiping a nervous brow and readjusting his halo. Teenage drivers, life's crazy.